Welcome to Catch These Vibes. My name is Charmonique and you're listening to episode 89. In this episode, we're going to recapping, we're going to be recapping Insecure season one. Just going to go through some of my thoughts and some things that happened during the season and how I feel after having watched it for some years now. And then we're going to touch on the Maya McConnell story. Rest in peace to her. I hope you enjoy the episode. Here we go. So I started rewatching Insecure season one. And man, let me tell you, I don't feel like my opinion or thoughts have changed a whole lot. But at the same time, I don't know, I feel like I watched this season just really feeling bad for Lawrence the whole time. Issa was wrong a lot throughout the season. I can honestly say that Issa was the one that really fucked things up. First of all, she wasn't communicating how she felt. This is someone she's been with for five years. I can understand feeling like things should be clear to certain people in our lives. Like, why do I have to explain these things to this person when they should already know? But at the same time, if you really love someone and want the relationship to work, you should act as if you care. So if you care, you should make sure you communicate with your partner how you feel. How are they supposed to know what you need from them without that open communication? How was Lawrence supposed to know that she, that Issa wanted them to get more spicy when it came to their sex life or that she wanted him to be more aggressive? How, how was Lawrence to want, going to know that without her communicating that to him? Lawrence was a good man to her. Yes, he was figuring things out with his career career, and was slipping at times. Like for her birthday, for example. A real, real big slip up on Lawrence's part. Issa had a right to be upset. I mean, I would have been upset too. But Lawrence cared so much that he... Wanted to fix his act up right away. He even did it without her really communicating how she was feeling. He knew he could have put effort into making her birthday special. So the season, the first season obviously ended with Lawrence and Issa broken up. 
Issa and Molly got into it. So Issa was down bad, okay? The season really ended with Issa down bad on the outs with her boyfriend or broken up and on the outs with her best friend. So the next season, which I'm on episode four, so I'll talk about what I've seen so far on season four. So the first, the second season started out with Issa living the single life. She's in a place where she doesn't really know what to do or what's going on with her and Lawrence. He hasn't really gave her much to go off of. Um, she's, you know, reaching out to him and he's not responding. She ended up going up to his job because she was really that desperate to speak to him and see him. And he was just basically like, I'm done. Like, stop calling me, leave me alone. So Molly and Issa eventually make up, which was, which is a good thing. And I'm happy that that they were able to make up at the beginning of season two because obviously Issa really needed a friend. She was really going through a lot and didn't know what to do. She didn't know how to go about dating. And after being in a long relationship, she was with Lawrence for five years. So when you're in a long relationship like that, you don't really know what to do. You don't really know how to get back out there when is a good time to get back out there? And then once you do get back out there, it's just like, well, well what do you do? You don't know how to go about it. You don't know what to do with yourself. You, you just don't know. So that's where Issa is in pretty much season two so far. And I'm, like I said, I'm almost done with, with episode four. So she's de- doing a lot of the dating apps and she ends up hooking up, hooking up with her her neighbor, and running into Daniel again. So I can try to like, cause I I do kind of remember how season two went and how it ended, but I'm just gonna wait till I rewatch it and then talk about it on next week's episode. So next week episode, I'll talk about season two and season three or the rest of season two and season three because we still have a couple weeks before the uh the next season comes on on the 24th so so let's talk about Issa and Lawrence having sex so Issa tells Lawrence that he has some mail she actually throws a party in hopes that Issa comes or that Lawrence comes to get his mail at the same time and then sees her having fun and living life. But it didn't go that way because he went on a date with Tasha. So he ends up coming over the next day and showing up unexpectedly. And then he comes in. He's about to leave. And then they end up having sex. After they have sex, he gets up, puts his pants on, goes to the bathroom, washes his hands, comes back out, and tells her that he got to go, which is really, really awkward. But still, Issa's just kind of like, well, that was something. I mean, at least, you know, 
we did something. So she's confused and, and not really knowing what that meant, but still kind of feeling good because it's like, it's something, you know? It's better than not talking to him, better not seeing him. This must mean that we're going to get back together. So I could really feel for her and understand how confusing that situation was for her because I, sex really does complicate things. And I, at the same time, I do understand, like, Lawrence not really knowing how to feel, not knowing if he wants to take Issa back because it's only been... It hasn't been that long since they've been broken up. So when you're really in love with someone and care for someone, but you're hurt by them, it can be very confusing because you don't know whether to take them back. You don't know whether to 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 just continue moving on with your life. It's just hard to really figure it out, figure it out. So I can understand why Lawrence was confused, and I can understand why that happened between them. Because even though they, he, even though he felt like he was done, he also felt like, man, do I still want to be with her? So that's what happened or ended up happening at the beginning of season two. They had sex. So Lawrence is seeing Tasha. He's kicking it over her house on the weekends. They're, you know, having sex and they went on a couple dates and he ends up telling her that he has sex with Issa. So Tasha, she's a, I like her character actually. Um, She was very strong and independent and she didn't want to be caught up in no bullshit and she didn't want to be dealing with somebody who who was portraying themselves to be a good guy but really wasn't. Because once he told her that he slept with Issa, she was like, "You, I think you got to go. It's time for you to leave. Like, get out of my house. I don't want you here. You need to go. So she put her foot down. But... Eventually, they started talking again, and she just was like, you know, you never really said, we never really said that we were exclusive, and so it's cool. I'm not tripping or whatever, so they ended up talking again. She invites him to her family outing, and he ends up showing up, but then he leaves and says he's going to come back and doesn't come back, so Tasha was like, you know what? Don't be telling me you want to do something if you don't really do it. And don't be acting like you a good guy when really you're not. And so she tells him, you know, you one of the worst type of guys. You one of the guys that wants people to believe you're a good guy, but you're really not. You're just another fuckboy. So he kind of was like, wait, what? Like, huh? Lawrence definitely is one of them guys who doesn't think that they're that, who tries to portray themselves to be a good guy. But I And I do think that overall, Lawrence is a good guy. He's just torn right now, you know? In this season, he's torn and don't really know what to do. I mean, he just got of a five-year relationship. He was cheated on. And now he's just trying to live his life 
and have fun. Um, so that was Tasha and Lawrence was it was interesting. Um but I don't know. She was like, you know, I ain't, I ain't, I'm done. I'm not dealing with this. You a fuck boy. Bye. And that was the last that we saw of Tasha. Um, so I feel like I like Tasha though. And she was just a real, she was a real woman. She was very honest. She was, she was, you know, someone who was encouraging to him and supportive to him in, in a time when he needed that. And, but at the same time, Lawrence was not in no no way ready to be in anything serious. And Tasha was, she's somebody who deserves something serious. So I'm really happy that she stood up for herself. It was just like, no, nah, you, you, you not about to have me confused out here looking stupid. Because you want to portray yourself to be this good guy, but you out here doing fuckboy shit. Uh, and she said she don't want no parts. So I was proud of Tasha for that. And who knows, Tasha's probably got her a new boo, got that manager position that she said she was going to go be going for at her bank and is living her best life. So shouts out to Tasha because she, she was the rebound in the show. But, you know, that's how that played out. Um. So so in the in the season right now, I'm on the episode, again, I said I'm on episode four. So Issa has ran into Daniel. And if you've seen it, you already know that they're going to link up. And by the end of the night, they're going to be um, cool again. And then we're going to see what that, what that leads to. So um, I really had, I'm really enjoying rewatching the show because there's just the commentary is classic and so funny like especially the conversations between Issa and Molly it's just so so many little funny things that they say to one another that is just is just gold and I just love that the funny comedic aspect of the show so very much and the little things that you just go back and, and notice like I didn't even notice that in season two on episode four at the, what's it called? Sipping, kissing, sip, something, some type of event that they had. Sid from the internet, from the group internet, she's the DJ. And I don't, I didn't even notice that before. So that's one thing that I do enjoy about going back and rewatching certain shows is being able to notice things that you didn't notice before. So we're going to continue to rewatch Insecure. And then I'm just really enjoying doing talking about it because when the this season came out, I didn't have my podcast to be able to talk about each each episode that I that came out and break down the what I thought about it. So that's why I really wanted to do this before the the season comes or season 5 starts because y'all know I'm going to be talking about it and I just really love the show and sad that it's going to be ending. But I'm so excited to see how the, the, the season ends and what happens because um, 
again, like I said before, I'm rooting for Lawrence and Issa. Um, I just really like being able to just rewatch their journey and everything that they've experienced and gone through, especially just to see how they, how much they both have grown um, and how their growth was showcased in season four. So I'm happy to see how much they they have grown in season five because it's going to be some mess from the trailer that they released recently. It's, it's going to be some mess for sure. So I'm super excited about it and I cannot wait. Lawrence knew he fucked up and though Issa did have to get upset and she did have to say, you know, what are they doing? She had to bring that up and really get that thought in his mind that she wasn't happy with the relationship and he needs to fuck he needs to get it together because he's he's fucking up he knew that he realized that very quickly and he was ready to do what he had to do to fix things he knew he he fucked up and and didn't help make her birthday special at all. So Issa felt like she was missing out. She felt like she wasted her 20s. And now that she was approaching 30, she had to switch things up. Have a more exciting sex life. Be more free with her decisions. She felt like she hadn't conquered any fears or did anything out of the ordinary or exciting. She wanted more for herself and she just wasn't happy with the way things were going. And she wasn't happy with the way things were going with her and Lawrence. Because she was approaching 30 in her last year of her 20s, she felt like she had to do something drastic, something to spice things up in her life. Now, this is all understandable, and I can very much relate to her feeling that way and really wanting things to just be different. When, before you turn 30, you definitely think about your 20s, and if you wasted your 20s on silly things, silly people, meaningless relationships, all of those things you really consider and think about when you are about to turn 30. So this is something that I just experienced. And this is why I could really feel for Issa and how she was feeling. The only thing that I could say, though, is that Lawrence, he was faithful. You know, in my experience, I wasn't with a faithful man. He didn't hear me out when I communicated my feelings or simply just noticed and acknowledged he was slipping and needed to do better. Lawrence did that. Lawrence knew his potential, and he also knew he had to do what he had to do. That's why he accepted the job at Best Buy. So this part I really wanted to talk about because 
we don't really talk about how how hard it is to accept that you have to sometimes go backwards. You might have to sometimes go for the job that doesn't pay what you deserve to get paid or it's not the exact job that you want that fits your needs and wants at that point in your life. But it's a job. And you just you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. So I really respect that Daniel, or I'm sorry, not Daniel. I really ex- ex- respect that that Lawrence acknowledged that and accepted the fact that the job at Best Buy was his best bet at that time. Issa referred to Lawrence as her black Spider-Man, which I thought was really cute. But this was another part that really kind of broke my heart because this was she she really came to the to the to the conclusion to the realization that Lawrence was her black spider-man only after coming home from just having sex with Daniel's fine ass (laughs) she immediately felt like a terrible person and I think regretted the sex she had with him. Um, she immediately thought of Lawrence after coming down from her momentary Daniel High. And the next morning, she made Lawrence breakfast and suggested they go on a date. She went into damage control mode. Now, going back to the Black Spider-Man, Lawrence came through for Issa by getting the broken pussy freestyle video off of YouTube. All Issa had to do was have faith in him, have faith in her man, and chill out. But instead, she was freaking out, asked Daniel for help, then ended up having sex with him. It was so not worth it, no matter how fine Daniel is. Because Lawrence was able to do it for her, like he really came through. So that part was really like, oh, man, I felt so bad for Lawrence. Like, he was doing everything that he could do to to just be better. And then he came through for her. And and it was just like, she, I just, cause I just got secondhand embarrassment for Issa. Like, because it just was like, girl, you just slept with this man. And it's just like, for what? It was just, it was just stupid. So, Lawrence was considering proposing. He even took Issa to look at rings. But Issa was too busy having sex flashbacks. Her guilty conscience was really getting to her. This part was this part really made me upset because the fact that Issa was having these sex flashbacks and she was just like she could not concentrate she really missed a moment that could have been special between her and Lawrence. She didn't even think, like, wait, he's he's showing me rings. Like, oh, my goodness, he's really, he's really considering this. He's really thinking about it. Like, is he planning a proposal? Like, what's going on? These are things that should make you happy. But she couldn't be happy because of her mistake that she made by sleeping with Daniel. So, 
at this point, things were actually getting better for Lawrence and in, in, in Issa. His head was in the right place. He was thinking about their future. And he really saw them taking it all the way. These are things that, you know, Issa should have been so happy about. And because of the of what happened, she missed the opportunity to really enjoy that. So Molly tried to be a good friend and give Issa good advice by telling her not to tell Lawrence about her sleeping with Daniel. She was probably right about not telling Lawrence. I mean, people make mistakes. And sometimes it's like, are we better off knowing this or are we better off not knowing? Sometimes, you know, it is kind of the better idea to think about that, to think like that. Like, what he won't know won't hurt him. And, I mean, I kind of did agree with this. I, because men, they can't deal with... They can't deal with being cheated on. So, I see why Molly told Issa not to tell Lawrence. Because it was just like, hey, you don't want to do it again. It was a mistake. You, you're acknowledging that. And it's not going to happen again. Cool. You just make sure of that and keep it pushing. I do feel like that was sound advice for Molly. But where Issa really fucked up and what really ruined things is by Issa not being upfront with Daniel and telling him what was up. She didn't tell him anything. She just left him on scene. And that made him, that drove him crazy. I mean, Daniel was hitting her up, popping up. I mean, obviously he had feelings for her. Obviously he cared about Issa. Um, so I could understand why Daniel felt the way he felt. I mean, she just left him hanging. But she should have blocked his ass because... You don't need someone hitting you up unexpectedly. And now you got to be sneaky. Daniel was hitting her up because she was not responding. Because he was not blocked. And that led to Lawrence seeing it. He saw the text. So now the idea of another man is in his mind. Now he's thinking, who's this Daniel guy? Here I am thinking about proposing and she has some other man texting her and it's just like, what what's going on? So Lawrence, he gets to thinking and now he's in his head about it. Lawrence ends up getting a really, really good job. And things are, are on the up and up for them. But again, Issa wasn't moving smart. So eventually she got caught up. Lawrence got that good job, but he told Issa how inspired he felt after the interview. He left out of the interview feeling good about himself and his app. He had been working so hard to develop the app and his, his business. And 
after leaving the interview, he felt very inspired. He felt like he was on the right track all along. He felt like he knew what he was doing. He had that, it was like a confidence boost. So Issa did provide some encouragement. But to be honest, I don't think it was enough. I think Lawrence was looking for a response that let him know she supported him no matter what decision he made. Regardless if he accepted the potential life-changing job or not, Lawrence wanted to know that she would still support him. But instead, her support kind of came off like, if you don't take this job, things will go to shit again. So he accepted the job offer, knowing it may not be what he wants exactly, but he he knew he needed it at the moment. And he was just wanting to continue to fix their relationship or keep it on that good foot that it was on. So, of course, he didn't want to disappoint. Now, when it comes to Daniel, he did feel like he was owed an explanation from Issa. They had this hot and heavy moment at the studio. Then he didn't hear from her for weeks. He had a right to what an explanation since they had this history and some form of a friendship. So I did feel for him in that regard. After watching the season, it is still difficult to put all the blame on one person. I feel like Issa and Lawrence led to their demise. Um, more so Issa, though, because of her cheating. You really can't tell someone how to how upset to be, especially in this case. For what we know, Lawrence was very faithful. He even was... He even was declining dates and advances from Tasha. You know, he could have been, you know, because she was flirting with him. She was, she had a nice conversation and things like that. But, but he, he was just like, I'm in a relationship and he didn't want to cross any lines. Okay. So I really wanted to touch on this heartbreaking story because it's stories like this that really get these certain conversations going. And I feel like it is a, a, an important conversation. So I'm going to read this article. Body found near apartment complex confirmed to be Florida student Maya Marcano. So if you haven't heard about Maya, we're about to hear about her now. So Mercano, a sophomore at Valencia College, was supposed to fly home to Fort Lauderdale last month, but didn't show up for her flight. So it says the body found near an apartment complex over the weekend was identified as Florida College student Maya Mercano. Authorities confirmed Tuesday. The 19-year-old's death is still under investigation and the cause of death was not given. According to a statement from Joshua Stephanie, Chief Medical Examiner for Orange and Osceola Counties, Marcano was last seen September 24th at her home in the Arden Villas apartment complex in Orlando. 
about a mile from the University of Central Florida. Mercano, a sophomore at Valencia College, was supposed to fly home to Fort Lauderdale that day, but didn't show up for her flight. Her remains were found Saturday behind a different apartment complex, timber scan on the lake. A purse with her identification was found near her body, the Orange County Sheriff's Office said. Um, and it shows a picture of her, and she's a very beautiful young lady, and she was only 19. And you know what's crazy? She has this shirt on in this picture. It's this orange shirt with like these little circular type of imprints in the fabric. And that looks exactly like a, a shirt that I used to have. Um, it just reminds me of it because I used to really love that shirt. Long sleeve orange shirt. But she's a very beautiful girl. And she was only 19. And it's just so sad. So I'm just going to continue reading. It says deputies were in the area because cell phone records show that Armando Manuel Cabrero, whom Orange County authorities called a prime suspect, was in or near the apartments that same evening Mercano was reported missing. Orange County Sheriff John Mina said Cabrero used to live at the complex and was there for about 20 minutes. Caballero, I guess it's Caballero, 27, was a maintenance worker at the Arden Villas apartment complex and has shown interest in Mercano, but she repeatedly rebuffed his romantic advances, Mina previously said. Caballero had access to a master key that authorities believe he used to access Mercano's apartment at about 4.30 p.m., about half an hour before the end of her shift in the leasing office. He was found dead September 27th of an apparent suicide, though authorities were not sure when he died. Mina said he had been dead for quite some time by the time authorities found his body. Daryl K. Washington, the attorney representing Marcano's family, said Tuesday following the identification that there were concerns regarding Caballero's background check. He said to, he said to spoke Hold on. He said he spoke to someone from a complex where Caballero previously worked and that this was not the first alleged incident of harassment. Someone had an incident where he was standing in the apartment complex in the ladies' apartment complex without her permission, Washington said. So this is something that has been going on for quite some time now. Mercano's family is interested in starting a foundation focused on changing the laws about how certain employees with access to people's homes are hired, Washington added. Perhaps they look at what look at that as not a very important position, but that is an extremely important position because these are people going into people's apartments, Washington said. So if you're going to have access to an individual apartment, then we need to make sure that there's a proper background check and reference checks you want to talk to people from his last employer. Now, I'm going to pause on reading the article and just touch on that because that is so scary because for me, I've had apartments and I've had apartments where it's just been me and my son and, you know, maintenance people would come and they would have to do, you know, these random checks sometimes and stuff like that. Or if I had any issues with, with any of the appliances, anything like that. 
just to think about that this could possibly happen to me or someone that I know. It's just really scary. And that's why I do be, I be nervous about like going to these different states and being by myself or being just me and my son. It's just like, that's what makes me so nervous about that. So I'm going to go ahead and continue reading. It says, the Arden Villas addressed the concerns regarding Caballero's history in a statement on its Instagram page last week, saying, all job candidates are vetted through a national background check services provider. It added that there were no reports of sexual harassment or termination would have been immediate. Concerning Mr. Caballero specifically, no records are either burglary of either burglary or sexual assault were found during his background check, and reports to the contrary are not based on facts or any reports we've seen, the, air, the apartment complex said. Mercano's aunt, Gabriela Sanchez, told Noticias Telemundo that she never believed a tragedy like this could happen to her family. It's a pain in her chest and in the stomach that we have, Sanchez said. I don't know how, as a family, we're going to go on with this pain. And that is the end of the article. So it's a really, really sad story. And the conversation that it has people really talking about or have, you know, for the past couple of days, people have been talking about just the fact that women are not even allowed to we can't even reject a man without possibly you know, him killing us or wanting to hurt us physically. Like, it's just it's just a really scary thing to think about and to consider that women just have to deal with these these unnecessary things. And it's just it's just so sad. She was only 19 years old, 19, living on her own and was going to go fly to Fort Lauderdale to see her family. And I've made that flight before from Orlando to Fort Lauderdale or from Fort Lauderdale to Orlando is three hours. So that's just so sad that she was not able to make that flight and see her family because of some fool, some insecure man couldn't deal with her rejection and wanted to take her life. It's just, that's so crazy and so scary. And um, the thing that really, really sucks about this, of course, she lost her life. But he killed himself, so he can't even be really brought to justice. It's just like, I feel like that's one of the worst things, man. Because you want somebody to be, to take, take the fall for it. So you want someone to be punished, you know, for being the cause of someone in your family's death. Just to to know that he killed himself and that's the way he went out and now he's not going to have to speak, speak to what he did. I know that hurts, you know, almost as much as, you know, her not being here anymore. So... I just wanted to talk about this story because it's something that's that that's 
happened recently something going on in our in our in our world and man it just makes it scary to date it it really does it makes me scared to date honestly meeting people you don't know who who these people are what they going what they got going on it's just like that's why I really I don't like being approached really because it's just like this is all you this is a possibility. You might come across a stalker ass person, stalker ass man who can't deal with rejection and be like this this sick guy that killed this young lady Maya. So I just wanted to say prayers out to her family and just shed light on something that's going on in our world. We gotta be careful out there. And it's like, how can we, even when we are being careful, you know, somebody, a, a damn maintenance man could go get a master key and come let himself into our house while we minding our business, minding our life. Like, what kind of shit is that? It's just, it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous and, and heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, rest in peace to Maya McConnell. And I hope that, because I believe the family, it didn't touch on it in this article, but I believe I heard something about about the well actually it did touch on it it said that the family is um trying to fight for tougher laws on the background checks and how they how these apartment management companies um hire their maintenance workers that's very very important they shouldn't be able to just hire any old body so that's definitely something important and that I haven't, I didn't even really, you know, think about too much. You know, I was just always kind of trusting, you know, I was cautious, of course, to people, but just, just trusting of, you know, the maintenance people. Because I haven't really ran into anybody who gave, who was like, made me feel uncomfortable, really. But uh, that don't even mean anything. You know, people could have, could really fool you and make you feel like, you could be comfortable around them and still still end up doing some sick shit like this man did to this girl. Um, so, yeah, you guys, if you haven't heard of it, I definitely wanted to bring that to some of my listeners' attention, this story. Um, and it's still something, I, like they said, the investigation is still going on. So, yeah. So sad. Final show remarks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I just wanted to send a shout out to Good Pods. Um, Last week, I was on a podcaster high because I woke up and I checked the charts, the Good Pods charts, and catch these vibes was on the charts um i was really so happy to see it it just really made me feel inspired and it made me feel good 
Um, so the last time that I did a screenshot, we were on the personal journals chart at number seven. And that's not even the indie only. That's out of all of them. And then for all society and culture, indie only, we were at 29. So, and then, okay, yeah. So, yeah. What day was that? That was on Friday. So, I'm sure it's changed since then. Gone up or down. It don't matter. I'm just so happy to be on the charts and I just feel like it was just really cool and so I just wanted to shout that out and shout out Good Pods and the wonderful platform that they have developed and are continuing to develop and make better and perfect so shout out to them and if you haven't download Good Pods, Android, iPhone whatever you got you can get it I believe it's a it's a dope app and very user-friendly and it's just way different from the rest of them so check it out next week um I'll, again i want to talk about insecure this is going to be insecure month for sure um so we're going to talk about the rest of season two and then season three and yeah I'm definitely going to be putting out a Nicki Minaj corner soon. I didn't put one out last week because they announced that their song, um, the song with Jesse Nelson and Nicki will be out this Friday. So I kind of wanted to wait until that came out so that I could like review it and talk about it. Um, So yeah, I'm just going to most likely do that. So do an episode a Nicki Minaj Corner episode on Friday or Saturday sometime. I might do it before then. I don't know. We'll see. I might throw one out there on Thursday. We'll, we'll see, though. But, yeah, one's definitely coming this week because we got some things to talk about. Um, What else? What final? What other final remarks do I have? Um, That's it. That's it. Oh, 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 yeah. So, last week, last episode I did say that um I had a test and I just wanted to say let y'all know that I did good on my test I got a B I wanted to go for an A but um see what had happened was thankfully they let you take the exam twice um so the first time I took the exam I got a C and I'm like okay that's not that's not that bad you know because it's out of 300 320 points um each question was worth eight or nine points so i got to see the first time and then i took it again and then i got a b um so i was i was very proud to see that and just wanted to give y'all an update that i got a b in my class it's my first course. It's done and completed in my master's program. And, you know, I just wanted to, you know, shout myself out because I'm very, very proud of myself. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that and let y'all know. So, anywho, on that note, we will be ending this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week and have a great weekend. 
love, peace, and air grease.